Welcome to Realcast, the weekly roundup of the real asset markets. My name is Richard Betts and I'm joined by Paul Strom, Dan Innes um, and Nicole Dines. Um, Nicole, let's start with you. What have you been tracking this week? Real Asset Media uh, and Garber um, had a, a really interesting briefing on France, in particular on the logistics market. France seems to be an incredibly resilient market at the moment, especially for logistics, but in general, the economy is doing well, so it's strong fundamentals, much lower inflation than in the rest of European countries, which means that the economy is stronger, people have more money in their pockets. But on the logistics front, I mean, Investors are really scrambling to uh, to look for opportunities in in the market, and not only in what is called as the sort of backbone, you know, traditional route for logistics from Lille all the way down to Marseille, but in other regions as well. They're sort of looking uh, west and 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 east. And interestingly, Michael Widerman, the managing director of France of Garbe, said that uh, even German companies are renting logistics assets in France because the rents are much cheaper then. That's another attraction for investors because rents are still uh, have to catch up with the rest of Europe and certainly with Germany. And Garbe seemed to think that really now is the time to invest because uh, there's some repricing going on. There's a bit of uncertainty. A lot of investors are sort of sitting on the fence. So it could be a really good opportunity to, to buy assets at a good price and betting on that rental increase. Also, Tobias Kastner of, of Garber said that uh, many institutional investors at the moment are sort of shying away from investing in uh, CEE because of the proximity to the war. So France is seen as a good place to invest. Garber believes that the first six months of the year, nothing much will happen because there's this repricing going on and a lot of uncertainty. But then in the second half of the market from the summer onwards, the strong fundamentals of the market will sort of reassert themselves and, and the market will pick up again. One of the problems, if you call it that, with France is most of the warehouses have a grade B and need to be refurbished. And, and Garber experts seem to think it's a really good opportunity for, for investors to buy relatively cheaply this sort of grade B assets and repurpose them. Um, and as Vitaman said, you know, you do you you sort of improve the the asset is good for the investor, it's good for the tenant, and it's good for the planet. Yeah, and I thought it was also interesting, actually, uh, Riccardo Marcelli Fabiani from Oxford Economics, just pointing out that in general, he saw 2023 um, being a sort of improving year, but actually 2024 um, would be a very positive year in terms of the real estate side. Um, Paul, what have you been watching? Research from MSCI Real Assets reveals that European commercial real estate investment plummeted in the final quarter of 2022. And investment activity in Europe during the whole year fell 25% to 291 billion. MSCI said that the slowdown was particularly severe in Germany, where 2021 had seen record deal volume of um, 113 billion. The causes are now pretty familiar, sanctions on Russia, declining sentiment and higher interest rates that made German property look expensive and caused the, the sharp fall in volume. Uh, total investment fell uh, there 55% to its lowest level since 2013. London actually became the number one market for property investment in Europe in 2022. However, volume there was lower than in 2021, and London did not escape the slowdown in the fourth quarter. And during that period, uh, acquisition volume sank by more than 80% compared to uh, Q4 2021. So that's the lowest level for any quarter since 2009. Uh, all major real estate sectors registered declines, MSCI found. The industrial and residential sectors registered the sharpest declines in investment activity in 2022 as, as values adjusted to higher debt costs. However, investment volumes for retail fell only 3% in the year to 38.4 billion. 
uh, and a record 15.1 billion was invested in the European student housing market. MSCI's uh, head of property research, Tom Lee, he said that uh, slowing economic growth, higher interest rates and falling values have transformed the investment return profile of property assets so they can no longer be treated as a proxy for bonds. The price adjustments do, of course, present opportunities. And this week, uh, South Korea's Samsung SRA Asset Management announced that it had awarded uh, AEW a new 375 million separate account investment mandate to invest in repriced uh, European core and core plus assets as the market correction um, continues. The main focus will be office and logistics, but build to rent and student accommodation, life sciences will also be included. And the mandate envisages targeting Europe's tier one and capital cities. Meanwhile, another study, this one from Germany's Empira Group, stated that there's still considerable untapped potential for non-bank loan-based financing for institutional investors in continental Europe. The company's analysis of the debt financing market concluded that funds, pension funds, insurers and investment foundations from outside of the banking sector will play an increased role in uh, real estate financing worldwide. The firm said non-bank lenders already provide an estimated 40% of debt for financing commercial real estate in the US, but in continental Europe, their share is considerably lower, although private debt is quite large in the UK at 28% of the whole. Germany's market for real estate financing is likely to experience a liquidity bottleneck in the future. So Impira emphasizes that there's a, there's a need to develop new approaches to debt and equity financing. Yeah, I think the financing market is going to be a, a you know a key topic over uh, certainly over 2023. Um, Dan, what have you been tracking? A few things. The uh, In a process that started more than a year ago, Blackstone is in talks to sell St. Catherine's Docks. Uh, that's the marina next door to the Tower of London. Um, and they're looking to sell that to the Singaporean investor, City Developments, uh, for around £400 million. An interesting deal, and that's advised by BH2, CBRE and Eastill, um, which would be you know, one of the first major uh, deals uh, of 2023 in a market that's been pretty much starved of, of major transactions. There are other sales of similar size in the city and in London understood to be close to completion, including China Chem's acquisition of Deloitte's London headquarters for about £350 million, pounds, um, and Castle Forge's acquisition of Winchester House from CIC and Invesco uh, for in excess of £200 million. Pounds. But um, with that Blackstone piece, you know, the FT also reported on Friday that Blackstone were facing more than $5 billion in redemption requests from another set of property funds, which adds a bit of pressure um, onto the asset manager as investors try to pull out some of their cash. Open-ended fund managers have had to put up gates or at least slow down the, the pace of redemptions and reduce the amount of capital that investors have been able to get back. Pension and investments data shows that there's a substantial amount of money on the table here. You know, real estate managers ran a total of $339 billion in open-end funds for US tax-exempt institutional investors as of the end of June last year. And that's 20 one, uh, you know, 21.5% up uh, from the year before. Elsewhere in the UK, um, local data company alongside the BRC reports that the number of vacant shops 
uh, on British high streets fell during Q4 last year, uh, which is great news. You know, it says that the vacancy rate improved by 0.1% up to 13.8% from Q3. And the vacancy rate also stands 0.6% percentage point better than the same quarter in 2021. Over to continental Europe, this time in Via Outlets, uh, with their 11 premium outlets in Europe. They've built on a very strong year uh, that saw 300 re-merchandising deals and increasing visitor spend across their portfolio. They had their best year ever, uh, growing 3% whilst compared to 2019 pre-pandemic levels, and they surpassed a 1.2 billion euros of brand sales. And that's a visitor expenditure increase of 27% compared to 2019. Um, and lastly, a bit of positive news from over the Atlantic, um, and that's that British businessman James Daunt, he's most recently been running US retail giant Barnes & Noble, and in something that pretty much defies the market, and especially with that pressure from Amazon selling their bookstore, he's preparing to open dozens of new stores across America with Barnes & Noble, and certainly in some places that even where Amazon were forced to retreat. But it's a turnaround strategy that Daunt brought over from Waterstones, the British chain that he also saved, but some great news. Yeah, it's really interesting to see some of the changes there. I saw a couple of things as well in terms of um, research this week as well. Aviva Investors annual survey finding 93% of global investors take ESG into account, which of course is something that we're seeing and picked up a little bit in the in the news as well by Kegel and Felt Solar um, putting together a, a joint venture for two solar parks in Greece. The final piece of news that, that I noticed was um, Promoniel CEO Jürgen Fink resigning. So it'll be really interesting to see um, what's next uh, for, for Jürgen there. Thanks very much, Dan. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you next week for our regular roundup of the Real Asset Markets. Music.